0: Good morning. It is great to be with you today. As you can tell, I am not Pastor Jeff. Pastor Kirk said he was out of town. My name is Patton. I am the student pastor here at Judson. Shout out to all our youth up there. Woo hoo! Yeah, we love our youth. Um, I am thankful to be here and open the Word of God with you today. We are continuing our series in the Book of Luke. We'll be in Luke chapter six today. And we're finishing, concluding a section of teaching in Luke chapter six, that is Luke's telling of the Sermon on the Mount. And in this passage, we will discover something fairly simple, something that we have been singing about today, that Jesus is the foundation in which our lives should be built, Jesus is the foundation on which our lives should be built. You know, this week, as I was preparing for today's message, I saw a video online. There's a viral video of the Oklahoma, Oklahoma Sooners softball team. Um, a little over a week ago, they won the national championship. And there was a press conference that took place just two days before they won that national uh, championship. And in that, They were asked a question by an ESPN analyst. It was, how do you find joy in the midst of the pressures of the season? How do you not become anxious about all of it? And it was pretty incredible what these three ladies answered. They said things like, the only way to find joy that doesn't fade away is from the Lord, The game of softball can't bring that joy. You can't find fulfillment in an outcome. This game is giving us the opportunity to glorify God. One of the players explained how uh, they had won the national championship her freshman year. And a couple days after that win, she didn't find joy. She did not feel fulfilled. Fulfilled. But that has changed for her since she has found Jesus, started following Christ. She said, it's not the end of the world if they lose because our life is in Christ and that's all that matters. And I tell you this this, for this reason, these players discovered what we will learn in our passage today. The only foundation for our life that will stand is one that is built on Jesus. Jesus everything else in this world will fall short. When you build your life on anything other than Christ, you will fail. The pressures of life will cause chaos as you live. And this path leads to eternal destruction and separation from God. Yet, if we build our lives on Jesus On his word, it allows us to face the pressures and the chaos of life with strength. It will lead to an eternal life with God in heaven. The only foundation for our life that will stand is one that is built on Jesus. With that being said, we're gonna open up to Luke chapter six, starting in verse 46, and we'll read through 49. And it says this. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and don't do the things I say? I will show you what someone is like who comes to me, hears my words, and acts on them. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. When the flood came, the river, the river crashed against that house and couldn't shake it because it was well built." But the one who hears and does not act is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. The river crashed against it and immediately it collapsed and the destruction of that house was great. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for your word that you have given us today. Lord, help it convict our hearts Lord, help us this week as we go to build a stronger and stronger foundation on what you have to say for our lives. Lord, we know that all other ground is sinking sand. Lord, help us to realize that today. Help us to realize what sinking sand that we are placing our lives on. Lord, we tend to value so many things over you. Lord, help us to value you the most help us to lay our foundation on you. It's your name we pray, amen. So, over the last four weeks, we have been learning from the teaching of Jesus in Luke chapter 6, it's Luke's telling of the Sermon on the Mount. And today, we come to an end of this famous sermon, and he ends the sermon in the same way it was concluded in uh, Matthew. And it's really a point of application for us. He gives us instruction and then illustrates that instruction that he has given us. It's the conclusion of the sermon. And his instructions are actually fairly simple. Come to me, hear my words and act on them. If you do this, you will have a firm foundation that will last. Simple, right? Yet why is it so difficult sometimes? In verse 46, Jesus starts the conclusion of his message with a question. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and don't do the things I say? This is a question we must all ask ourselves We've been learning from uh, Jesus, his word over the last four weeks. Um, In the first week, we saw the Beatitudes and that true happiness or joy comes when our character starts to reflect that of Christ. It comes from a place of humility. The second week, we saw how we should let our enemies bring the best out of us. We should love our enemies The third week, we saw how important it is to let Christ be our teacher rather than being spiritually proud and judgmental. Last week, we saw how what we consume dictates what our life produces. How are you doing on those things? Has your life reflected Christ's character this week? Have you loved your enemies? Have you been spiritually proud and judgmental? Have you consumed what is not good and therefore produced bad fruit? As we open this passage, we must take Jesus's question to heart and evaluate our lives based on it. In Matthew 7, uh, verse 21 to 23, during the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus gives us some sobering words. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, this is the same language in which Jesus is using to ask his question. Many will say to me, Lord, Lord, didn't we prophesy in your name, drive out demons in your name and do many miracles in your name? Then I will announce to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you lawbreakers." The people described in this passage, they were religious in some ways, but they didn't build their life on Jesus. The question at hand is, are you truly building your life on Christ or are you building your life on your own self-righteousness? You know, is there anyone in your life that comes to you for advice but never listens to it? Anyone know anyone like that? Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised my wife did not raise her hand because I have to admit that I am often one of those people. I'll go to Gracie and say, hey, which shirt should I wear today? She'll say, uh, maybe that one. I say, I think I'm going to wear this one, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we all know those people. I have to admit, I am one of them. But oftentimes that's what we do to Christ, We say, Lord, Lord, I need you. Help me. Life is hard. Chaos is overwhelming me. And we go to the Lord and we say, Help. He says, Okay, do this. And we say, No, I think I know better. I think I'm going to do this, right? Man, we say, Lord, Lord, but we don't listen to what he has said. It reminds me of the story of the rich young ruler. He's religious, he's morally good in his own eyes, yet he didn't want to do what Jesus asked. Are we like this man today? Jesus is asking us this question, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and don't do the things I say? Because we think we know better. Are you going about life doing what you think is best to build up your own kingdom here on earth or are you trying to build your life on the words of Jesus? This question of evaluation should, get, should guide the way in which we respond to the rest of the passages that we read. As we look at this passage, I'm gonna point out four truths that we discover and then we'll close by looking at Jesus's clear directions on how to build a firm foundation. So the first thing that we see here is that everyone is building their life on something. Everyone is building their life on something. No matter who you are, what you believe, what background you come from, I think we can all agree that we're all trying to build some sort of life that is based on the values we hold, the vision that we have on life, and that directs the way we interact with people and lead people and lead our own families. We all have something that we're building our life on. Jesus gives an example of two men that are trying to build a house. They're both trying to build something, but they choose to build it differently. One chooses to build it on a foundation that is dug deep, that is strong. The other decides to place it on the ground. Both are foundations, but they have different views on what's going to build the right house. And we, in the same way, we all make life's decisions based on how we view the world and what we value in life. So what are you building your life on? It's important for us to understand that what you place as the foundation of your life will dictate the life in which you build. I'll say that one more time. It's important for us to understand that what you place as the foundation of your life will dictate the life in which you build. My brother's out of town today, Nathan, so I get to throw him under the bus a little bit and tell a story about him. So um, we were talking about this just a couple of weeks ago, how um, when he and his wife, Courtney, were for, first married and got their first home, uh, they decided to build a shed and so uh, nathan 's father in law came over and was helping them get started and the first step to building any structure is laying the foundation, right, making sure the foundation is right and They had spent hours and hours trying to square up the foundation, make sure that it was set properly, but they were having issues because of the way the ground laid, and Nathan was growing impatient his father in law he, he likes to do things the right way well. It got later and later and his father-in-law left and Nathan decided that it was good enough. Let's start building the shed, right? So he started building the shed and, and putting it together, putting all the pieces, the sides and stuff. And then he got to the roof, got it all the way, almost done and realized it wasn't gonna work. It wasn't gonna work. There was a gap and the roof was kind of leaning a little bit. It wasn't exactly Right, you see the foundation dictated how the house was going to be finished, how the house would be built. I think they made it work, but the principle holds for us. You see, we're all building our life on something, but what you place as the foundation of your life will dictate the life in which you build. If the foundation for your life is success, then your life will show that. If the foundation for your life is a relationship, your life will show that. If the foundation for your life is academics, then your life will show that. If the foundation for your life is retirement, your life will show that. If the foundation for your life is sports, then your life will show that. If the foundation for your life is whatever it is that you value the most, then your life will show that. The things that I listed aren't necessarily bad but we get them confused. They're not meant to be the foundation we build our life on. They are building blocks of life. They should be placed on the strong foundation. That is the foundation of Christ. You see when Jesus's words Are the foundation of your life, then it will dictate what success looks like. It will dictate what retirement looks like. It will dictate what relationships look like. It will dictate everything we value so that it fits properly into the life that we build. At Judson, we say that the never changing word of God guides us in an ever changing world. The world around us changes, but the word of God will stand forever. It is the strong foundation we should build our lives on. Everyone in this room is building their life on something. What is it that you're building your life on? The second truth that we see is that building a strong foundation takes work. It takes work. In verse 48, it says that the man who built his house on the rock, he dug deep. I don't know if any of you have dug a hole, like a deep hole recently, but that is hard work. This man did not take any shortcuts. He put in the hard work to build the foundation properly. He dug past the surface into the bedrock, opposed to the man who just put the house on the ground with no proper foundation. You know, when a skyscraper is built, the foundation is dug deep so that it can tie into the bedrock. The taller the building, the deeper the foundation must go. As I was researching this a little bit, um, One World Trade Center, it's the tallest building in the Western Hemisphere. We're all familiar with that building and. It has a 70 foot deep foundation that goes deep in to the bedrock. It took years just for them to lay the foundation for the building. They had to dig it out, get down to the bedrock and lay that foundation so that it would be strong. It took work. Building a strong foundation for life does not just happen. We must be willing to dig in We can't just be people that sit and soak and expect transformation to happen in our lives. When we hear the word of God and it convicts our hearts, we must dig in. When we do this, our foundation becomes stronger and stronger. If you're a follower of Jesus, you're not alone in this process. Jesus gives us his word, his spirit, and his church to guide us through this process. We will fall short in some ways, but God's grace is sufficient. If we submit our lives to him, he will graciously guide us through and his foundation will become stronger and stronger as our lives begin to look more like his. So the second was building a strong foundation takes work. The third is this, in life, there will be storms. In life, there will be storms. Life is not easy. Can I get an amen to that? I mean, life is not easy. At any moment of any day, the storms of life can come over us. Maybe you're facing the storms of life right now. We face hurt, sorrow, pain, sickness, trauma, stress, death, and on and on. If you have lived any amount of life, you know it's not if, but it's when. Something is coming. Life is not easy because we live in a fallen and broken world world storms should not surprise us Jesus even tells us this in John chapter 16 verse 33 he says this I have told you th- these things so that in me you may have peace you will have suffering in this world it doesn't say you might he says you will have suffering in this world but be courageous I have conquered the world In 2 Corinthians chapter four, verses eight and nine, Paul writes to the early church, we are afflicted in every way, but not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. We are persecuted, but not abandoned. We are struck down, but not destroyed. Life is full of ups and downs and winds and waves and floods, We will face good days, we will face bad days. The question is, what will happen when you face the storm? The two passages I read a moment ago, they have a couple things in common, a common thread. They recognize the difficulties of life, that they will happen, and they point to the strong foundation that withstands the difficulties. You know, in 2018, Hurricane Michael swept through the panhandle of Florida. It was a Category 5 hurricane with winds up to 162 miles per hour and it caused grave devastation and destruction. But in Mexico Beach, there was one house that was built to last. It was built on a foundation to withstand the wind and the waves. Maybe some of you saw a picture of it, saw a news story of it. I actually have a picture of it right up here. You see that White House withstood all of the storms and the waves and you see destruction all around it. I was talking to Mr. Boone um, in between the services and he said he had been down there, they had been down there working chainsaws and doing work and they saw this house. He said it was amazing that it was there. It was incredible. The reason that house stood it's because it was built on a foundation to withstand the winds and the waves. You see, they built the house on a stronger foundation than, and everything that they placed on that house was built to withstand. The house was battered, it was bruised in some ways, but it made it through. The storms of life will come, but will your house stand? Building a life that withstands the storms doesn't start when the storms come, it starts today. Our tendency and the tendency of all humanity is to wait until things are difficult and then go to the Lord. We wait till the chaos chaos of life overwhelms us before we go to the Lord. But if you truly want to weather the storms of life, then you must make Christ your foundation today and the next day and the next day. And this leads us to our final and simple truth. The only stable and lasting foundation is Jesus. The only foundation for our life that will stand is the one that is built on Jesus and his words. Everything else in this world will fall short. When you build your life on anything other than Christ, you will fail. The pressures of life will cause chaos as you live your life. This path also leads to eternal destruction and separation from God. The storm to come is not only referring to the difficulties that we face in this world, it's also referring to the judgment we face at the end of our life. We will go before God and if our life is not built on Jesus, then the destruction we face is eternity separated from God in hell. Yet, if we build our lives on Jesus, it will allow us to face the pressures and the chaos of this life with strength. And most importantly, it will lead to eternal life with God in heaven When we stand before God, the Father, he will not see our brokenness and our sin. He will see as Savior, Jesus Christ, and his righteousness in us that he has graciously bestowed on us. So what do we do? I'm glad you asked. In verse 46, Jesus gives us three clear instructions on how to build a strong foundation for our lives. He says, come to me, hear my words, and act on them. Fairly simple, right? Come to me, hear my words, act on them. The first two are the simplest of the bunch, and the last one gets a little more tricky. The first we see, come to me, go to the Lord. This is an act of trust, an act of reliance, believing that he has the best for our life. We see the people in this story, the people that Jesus was speaking to, they were going to the Lord because they wanted to hear what he had to say. So they went to him and then they heard his words, they listened, they took it in. Today we have read Jesus's words, we have heard them. Maybe you have a Bible that you read in your house. You can read that any day. Consume those words, bring them into your life and let them sink into your heart and your mind. So come to me, hear my words. But then the third is really the crux of this passage. Act on them. The people Jesus was speaking to, they were going to him. They were hearing the words, yet for some reason, many of them were not acting on them. This is where we must make an important connection between our profession and our practice. If we profess Jesus as Lord, then our practice should begin to represent what we profess. So what we say about Jesus, what we believe about Jesus should direct the steps that we take in our life. James chapter one says, Do not just be hearers of the word, but doers of the word. James chapter two also says, faith without works is dead. You see the overflow of a faith in Christ is a life that looks more like Christ. He isn't saying you're saved by your works, but rather you are saved by your confession, believing in Christ that he's the son of God, that he saved you from your sins. Yet when you confess Jesus as Lord, your practices should start to align with that of Jesus's words. If you're in this room and you're a follower of Jesus, he has a question for you today. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and don't do the things I say? Let this question sink in. Let it convict and guide you today. Let the spirit point out the areas in your life in which you're building your life on your own foundation, on the on what you think is best rather than on the words of Jesus. Take this opportunity to dig deep beyond the surface and let the Lord strengthen your foundation. If you're in this room and you're not a follower of Jesus, I encourage you today to give your life to him if you trust in Jesus to save you from your sins and you give your life to him, he will give you the strength to face the chaos of this life in this world. And one day when the end of your life comes, you will spend eternity in heaven with him. Go to him, hear his word, see that he is good and let him transform your life. I'm gonna pray for us here in just a moment. But after I finish my prayer, you have an opportunity to respond. If you're in this room, you say, I'm a follower of Christ. If if the Lord's convicting you, then dig into that. If you're building your life on other things, come and lay them at the altar. Take a moment, maybe sit where you are and pray as we sing. We're gonna sing Cornerstone, sing that as praise, like Christ alone, Cornerstone, like only him alone. But if you're in here, you say, I'm not a follower of Jesus, I would love to talk to you about what it looks like to follow Jesus. I'm gonna be standing here at the front and you can just walk down, come and meet me and we can talk and pray together. I'll pray for us and we'll continue. Lord, I thank you for this day. I thank you for your word that you have given us It convicts us, it convicts my own heart. Lord, help us to build our foundation only on you. All other ground is sinking sand. Lord, we need you. Lord, help us to come to you and not just say, Lord, Lord, but help us to do what you say. Lord, we want our lives to glorify and praise you. Lord, we want your strength to get through the chaos of this life. Lord, and we want eternity with you. Lord, guide us in this moment as we respond to you and as we sing to you. Let your spirit move in the lives of the people in this room. Lord, it's your name we pray. Amen.